RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Eight injured after a car rolls backwards on Staunton Street. The government says people can enjoy free MTR bus and tram rides on the day of the LegCo election. And tens of thousands apply for the cross-border health code. Eight pedestrians, four males and four females, have been injured after a car rolled backwards on the Staunton Street in Central. It's around eight o'clock. Two women have been rushed to Queen Mary Hospital in an unconscious state. Social media footage showed people nearby rushing to lift up the damaged white car to free those caught in the accident. The government says people can enjoy free MTR bus and tram rides on the day of the LegCo election. As Timmy Sung tells us, there are mixed views as to whether that would help boost voter turnout. In making the announcement, the government says it expects higher demand for public transport on election day, the 19th of this month, which is also a Sunday, and urges people to pay attention to the traffic situation. Under the scheme, MTR routes except the Airport Express and all tram services will be free. It will also cover a majority of franchised bus services except airport, border, overnight and premium routes, as well as some that run on Lantau South. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong called it an unprecedented move. Never before has any administration tried this, but knowing that the coming election may well have the lowest turnout rate uh, in history because of the non-participation of uh, pro-democratic uh, camp, uh, I think it's, it's a good idea to uh, allow people to come out and vote and, and uh, allow more people, particularly you know, elderly people, to uh, have a chance to come out and vote. Political analyst Ma Ngok from Chinese University questioned if the arrangements would boost voter turnout. I think most of the polling stations are within walking distance. I think most of the voters do not need any kind of public transportation to go to the polling stations. It's not going to be effective because it actually it will encourage people to go out and leave their home to take advantage of the subsidy. And then, uh, and then it may actually mean that uh, more people are away from their home uh, and away from the booking stations. The government, for its part, thanked the transport operators for agreeing to provide the free rides. Hong Kong has reported its fifth Omicron coronavirus case involving a man who came here from the United States earlier this week. It's Joanne Wong. The 37-year-old man arrived from the U.S. on Tuesday and tested positive at the airport. It was listed as one of the confirmed cases yesterday, and genome sequencing showed that he was carrying the Omicron variant. Health officials also reported four new imported COVID cases with patients aged between 15 and 57. Three of them had arrived on the same flight from Vietnam, prompting the authorities to ban Cathay Pacific passenger flights from Ho Chi Minh City until December the 23rd. One of them is a 57-year-old man who lives at Block 16 of Baguio Villa in Park Fu Lam. The remaining case flew in from the UK. At least three of the latest patients were infected with mutant strains. Residents of Block 16 of Baguio Villa are required to be tested by Sunday. In view of the latest Omicron case here in Hong Kong, the government says it will implement the most stringent quarantine and testing requirements for arrivals from the United States.
From Monday, they'll have to stay at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre for seven days and then the next 14 under hotel quarantine to complete the three-week isolation. And Hong Kong is adding Cuba, Kuwait and Liechtenstein to the Group A high-risk list, which means only SAR residents with recognised vaccination records from those places will be allowed entry. The government says more than 180,000 people have registered for a health code by nine this evening. The online application system opened this morning. Wendy Wong with that story. People will be allocated a green, amber or red code depending on the risk of contracting COVID-19 with a green code needed to travel to the mainland. Users will be required to provide personal information and allow the authorities to access their leave home safe visit records. The registration website states that the information might be shared with mainland authorities for contact tracing purposes. Innovation and Technology Secretary Alfred Sitz says officials are still doing preparatory work on quarantine-free travel to the mainland. He also says some charitable organizations and telecommunications companies have promised to donate more than 10,000 mobile phones to needy people so they can use the Leave Home Safe app. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Town Planning Board has endorsed plans to redevelop a housing estate in Sepkit Bay built more than 50 years ago. Residents of Tai Hang Sai State say they're unhappy with plans to rehouse them during redevelopment. Here's Violet Wong. Tai Hang Sai Estate is the only private subsidised rental housing estate in Hong Kong. It is managed by the non-profit Hong Kong Settlers Housing Corporation. The town planning board has approved with conditions a plan to redevelop the dilapidated estate and build 3,300 new units in eight blocks. 2,000 of them are to be sold as private flats to first-time home buyers, while the remaining homes will be used to settle existing tenants. But residents are unhappy with the rehousing arrangements during redevelopment. A former Shamshepo district councillor, Tam kwok said the tenants, many of them elderly people, are against a proposal under which they would receive a subsidy to help them rent a place elsewhere or to move them to transitional housing or hotels. Here we have over a thousand houses here. How can the people here living can find suitable for them around the neighborhood, around the community? That's very really difficult. Actually, the hotel is, itself, the design is not for a long-term living, you know, for five or six years. You can't ask people to live in the hotel for five or six years. But how can they accommodate their households and other things? Mr. Tam said residents hope to move to a nearby public housing estate, which will be completed in two years' time, before eventually settling in their new homes. Customs officers say they've seized cannabis and ecstasy worth $36 million. They believe they've foiled attempts by drug traffickers to cash in on sales of drugs for the festive season. Francis Sip reports. In operations conducted since early November, customs officers found 52,000 ecstasy pills in parcels intercepted at air cargo terminals and in town. The pills were sent from Europe in parcels that were declared to be containing items such as sweets, coffee and bed sheets. A 49-year-old man was arrested in Mong Kok for allegedly receiving one of the parcels. In another operation, officers seized 153 kilograms of cannabis butts, most of which were hidden in boxes of cereal shipped in from Canada. The rest of the drugs were found in a warehouse in Tu Moon. Two men aged 25 and 43 were arrested in connection with this find. Divisional Commander Alan Lau says customs will step up inspections and enforcement ahead of the holidays. 
we believe there is an increasing trend due to the approaching Christmas and New Year holidays. We believe the drug traffickers are making use of this opportunity where parties and nightclubs would enable people to gather. And thus, these traffickers would take this opportunity to sell party drugs like cannabis and ecstasy tablets in these venues. Officers also said they seized 690 kilograms of cannabis this year, almost double the amount seized last year. The Eastern Court has acquitted a male student of having unlawful sex with a female schoolmate in 2019 when he was 14 and she was 13. Handing down her judgment, Magistrate Leung Kar Kee said the court couldn't rely on the evidence of the accuser, noting that she admitted under cross-examination that a friend had given her advice on testifying. The magistrate added the prosecution had not proven beyond reasonable doubt that the defendant was guilty of the charges against him. China has commended Nicaragua on what the foreign ministry called its right decision to re-establish diplomatic ties and break off relations with Taiwan. Communique, the two nations signed in Tianjin, is seen as a major blow to the United States, like Weeks reports. The Xinhua News Agency said China and Nicaragua had agreed to develop friendly relations on the basis of mutual respect for sovereignty and territorial integrity, equality, non-aggression and non-interference in each other's internal affairs. It also said Nicaragua recognised that there is but one China in the world. After the communique was signed, Taiwan leader Tsai Ing-wen said it would not change the island's determination to uphold democracy and freedom and march towards the world. She told reporters the more successful Taiwan's democracy is, the stronger the international support and the greater the pressure from what she called the authoritarian camp. The U.S. State Department also reacted to the news by calling on all countries that value democratic institutions to expand engagement with Taiwan. Nicaragua's break with Taiwan shrinks the island's dwindling pool of international allies and is a blow to the United States. It follows months of worsening ties between the Nicaraguan president, Daniel Ortega, and Washington. The United States government has won its appeal at the High Court in London over the extradition of the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Two senior judges ruled that he should be extradited to the US to face charges of espionage for publishing classified military documents. A lower court had warned that he was at risk of suicide in the United States, but the judges said that Washington had offered assurances over his treatment. Craig Murray, a former British diplomat and supporter of Mr Assange, said he didn't believe the US. These are solemn assurances from a state whose war crimes and murder of civilians were exposed by Julian Assange. You cannot accept these kinds of assurances from the government of the United States. And the government of the United States has broken precisely these kind of assurances in other legal cases. This year's Nobel Peace Prize has been presented to the journalists Maria Ressa and Dmitry Muratov for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression in the Philippines and Russia. At a ceremony in Oslo, the head of the Norwegian Nobel Committee described them as fearless and outstanding. Accepting the award, Ms. Ressa, a co-founder of the news website Rappler, paid tribute to every journalist who risked their own safety to hold power to account. She also thanked the public for their support. Part of how we at Rappler have survived the last five years of government attacks is because of the kindness of strangers. And the reason they help, despite the danger, 
is because they want to with little expectation of anything in return. This is the best of who we are, the part of our humanity that makes miracles happen. Sport and in cricket, England captain Joe Root and David Milan have breathed life into the first Ashes test against Australia with a defined partnership of 159 on day three at the Gabba. In a complete turnaround from the tourists' first innings, 147 all out, the pair took England from 61 for two to 220 for two at Stumps in Brisbane, still 58 runs behind. Milan, who's unbeaten on 80, was asked whether England could yet pull off the most unlikely victories. Yeah, I think that will always be the thought in the back of people's head, but I think the one thing that we need to learn is, and I think we learned that in the last series, that as soon as we think too far ahead, um, you open the door for them, and, and they're so brilliant at, at sort of closing that door for us. So, you know, I think that first hour is really important for us tomorrow, and then we can start thinking about how well we can play, but we need one more good 100-run partnership to put a good score on the board, and, you know, who knows what can happen. Australia's first innings was brought to an end 30 minutes before lunch when they were finally dismissed for 425. Travis Head scored a superb 152. For a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard will be returning to Anfield for the first time as a manager this weekend. Gerrard played for his hometown club from 1998 to 2015, winning nine trophies including the Champions League, two FA Cups and three League Cups. Now he's back for his fifth game in charge of Aston Villa after a very promising start, winning three of his first four games. Liverpool have won their last six matches, including beating AC Milan away from home in midweek with a weakened side. Elsewhere, Chelsea are looking to get back to winning ways against Leeds United after a minor blip in their great season so far. They lost 3-2 to West Ham last weekend, then conceded an injury-time equaliser in a 3-3 draw against Zenit St. Petersburg in the Champions League. Head coach Thomas Tuchel has criticised his players, saying their behaviour changes when they have a lead. Meanwhile, Premier League leaders Manchester City are away to eighth-placed Wolverhampton Wanderers. At the bottom end of the table, Newcastle United in 19th will be aiming to follow up their first win of the season last weekend when they travel to Leicester City. And Norwich in 20th face Manchester United. Those are some of the big games to look forward to this weekend. BBC's John Bennett. And now the weather, mainly fine. The minimum temperature tomorrow morning will be about 19 degrees in the urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. Dry during the day, maximum temperature around 24 degrees. Moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first tomorrow. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the following couple of days. Warm during the day on Sunday, cool in the mornings on Monday and Tuesday. Temperatures currently 21 degrees, humidity 79%. Many of our top stories tonight, eight injured after a car rolls backwards on Staunton Street. Government says people can enjoy free MTR bus and tram rides on the day of the Ledger election. And tens of thousands apply for the cross-border health code. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
one of the attractions of that song is the piano. I just love that honky-tonk piano in there. Wanda Jackson, let's have a party. A couple of weeks ago, we played Thunder in the Mountain from her, which is absolutely brilliant. Into our second hour this Friday night, Peter King with your magical musical mystery tour, Midnight's Sentimental Journey. <laughs> 